0: And life looking at me saying, I choose you. I love you. And I'm like, me? Welcome to Inside
1: with Caduce. So I truly believe you don't go from one very distinct world to another without the support of what I call bridge makers. I've had friends like our guest today as a bridge maker for me in a very crucial moment on my path. It was her invitation to a very special sound ceremony that served as a tipping point towards me eventually facilitating that same experience for others. Her name's Lauren Tauss, but I call her a force of nature. She's a psychedelic-assisted therapist. Her work has been featured in Double Blind, The Guardian, New York Magazine, among others. The conversation you're about to hear happened just days after she led a group down to Costa Rica for an ayahuasca journey. So with this episode of Inside, we have the honor and pleasure to hear Lauren fresh off that experience and unpacking the potent insights that came with it. Hello. Hi. (laughs) <laughs> you just came back from quite the journey, huh? You were down where exactly?
0: I was in the Diamante Valley of Costa Rica, Pura Vida. Wow. Life is so alive there. You know, civilization, could feel so uncivilized to me. Yeah. And to be in the the company of the the mountains and the trees, of the the toucans and the vultures and the butterflies and the hormigas, the little ants hard at work. Thank you mm. so much. Wow. It's like, Mm. oh my goodness gracious. I feel so good and so grateful. and so connected and I'm so happy to be having this conversation with you.
1: Oh yeah. Nature nurtures. You almost don't need anything other than that sort of embrace from nature to reset the nervous system and be reminded of what all of this is about. But you did have some supplements. You had a whole nother layer on top of what a normal traveler would have in that area. What exactly was the the backdrop? What was the inspiration? What was the spark? Like even go back to when you first touched Aya for me, if you would.
0: Mm -hmm. At this point in my life, I I have flown the wings of many things many times. Mm. And I consider myself very much a a drug advocate. Mm. And and that I mean that I I really effort to be out of hierarchy, period. I'm not going to say that this drug is better than that one. You know, and even in ceremony with, with the abuelita Ayahuasquita, I, I I was told once several journeys ago, like don't make me better than, like mm. I sit in circle with the others. You can mm. choose me, I choose her, mm. I, I choose the the commingling of these two plant bodies, this ayahuasca vine with the chacruna bush. I have a lot of reverence for for this uh, commingling of things of plants uh, that feels like fear sometimes. And, and the, the message that I've received as well, it's not to be afraid or at least rather to be brave, right. To, you know, just keep, keep walking this path of what it means to be alive. Mm-hmm. Keep being a student of, of existence of your own and the one that we share. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first time I was invited to uh, sit with this medicine, I I was in quite a bit of struggle and I had sat in, in many different kinds of ceremonies But, you know, I've been told that this, this one's the the big mama, like this one's, this one's a lot. And I, and I was appropriately and easy, but, but was guided by a dear friend of mine to, to take the leap. And I did. And subsequent journeys have just all been so very, very fruitful and uh, instructive and supportive and inspiring and important. And what a gift. This iteration was uh, an offering, and I am very, very blessed to have a a teacher, a maestra curandera, who has been in devotion uh, to this medicine and this path and has her own lineage and teachers and has taken to me and has uh, taught me and is teaching me the ways of ceremony with this medicine, Mm -hmm. like a baby. And one of the, the lessons that I learned as well is that it's okay to be a baby. That it's okay to be in the learning that you don't need to have it all figured out. Please don't. Mm. And and to let yourself fumble as you go. And the, the kind of experience as it, as it unfolded, what was actually immaculate. It was, it was impeccable and I'm wildly humbled and both proud at the same time to have been able to bring together such an exquisite collection of, of human beings to, an incredible piece of planet Earth that that is is ripe for this kind of experience and this kind of education, this kind of uniquely personal curriculum with my teacher while I got to do what I do as a psychedelic assisted therapist uh, around in and through in terms of preparation and integration. And I'm really, really currently like sitting in a lot of awe Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And uh,
1: gratitude. Yeah, yeah, only a few days after having the experience, and you weren't just leading the retreat; you actually did receive.
0: Oh yeah, Gaya, like
1: uh-huh. anybody else sitting in that circle. Sure did. Okay, yeah. so can we get a little personal here? Can we go oh, there?
0: We can.
1: Yay! Yeah. Oh, so to debrief an experience like this is really important isn't it and i feel really honored that you would open up the kimono of <laughs> whatever treasures you got there so what was this one for you
0: i'm still i'm still landing the ship mm-hmm. in a word i would say intimacy mm. and beginning with you know, my my earth body I come from an eating disordered history, which means war with form and really, really deepening my level of love and acceptance of this bit of planet earth. I get to steward in this body. And it was all a lot about receiving and appreciating that life can be really good. Mm. appreciating that that the goodness and the receiving of love and pleasure is also hard mm.
1: Mm. I,
0: I i got very clear that like god loves us all so much and only to the extent that we open ourselves to allow mm. so can we widen our window of tolerance to receive more
1: yeah yeah yeah, I think we talk a lot about a pain threshold in our society, but not nearly enough about a pleasure threshold and what that actually entails. And so I think that's yeah. exactly what I'm hearing you say.
0: One of my medicine sisters was singing in the space and her voice is so angelic and divine and beautiful. And part of me was like, ugh, like stop. Like, I don't I don't know how to be with that kind of beauty mm. until I do, right? Until I can soften and relax and receive. Mm. And the first night I, I was asking for you know, more information around partnership and love and, and, you know, r- romance and medicine was like, not tonight, sweetheart. Like we're going to not tonight. It's not on, on, on the, on the calendar right now. <laughs> and, and then that was on the calendar for my second evening with the medicine. And I, and I said to the medicine, I said, you never give me that kind of love. Mm. And, 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 and the response was absolutely I do. And you don't remember. Mm. And then I have all these memories of times I've sat and that was exactly the, the, the experience mm. and I, I life proposed to me mm. and I'm like duh fuck yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that so you had a distinct moment in this experience where you actually felt viscerally like life itself was proposing to you right. and you got to say yes
0: yes and life, life looking at me saying I choose you huh. I love you and I'm like me uh, you know, look or on the or across my shoulder—is is it someone else? And and the reality is, yes, there is someone else. And and life is looking at uh, all of us in the eyes and saying, "I choose you." Like, will you choose me back? Mm-hmm. And and for me, that experience of being proposed to was also in in some way a practice, and life saying, "This is what it feels like."
1: Mm-hmm. And I had the
0: sense of like a man coming.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: that's what the full sacral yes feels like. Feel it, sweetheart. Remember.
1: Hmm. I also
0: had this moment where in my first ayahuasca experience, I had a very ferocious confrontation with the scale. And again, I mentioned my eating disordered history and I was weighing myself a lot at the time and in a way that was very interruptive to my life. And out of that experience, I like shattered the scale and stayed off of it for a few years. And the truth is I've had a bit of a relapse with the scale. Mm. And I had the the medicine and, and universe source God whatever you want to call it and and the kind of uh, image of the this partner man in the future standing in front of me saying I see you like I see you cheating on me with an abusive lover and you can fuck that guy all you want like good wholesome love is available you should choose that mm-hmm. like good wholesome love is available and and like stop stop with the the seduction of of diseased toxic culture Mm.
1: Mm.
0: and I you know I got that like heaven has space for all of it for all the ways in which we veer off course and off path and hurt ourselves or other people heaven has space Mm. no fire and brimstone just love like Mm. all of atrocious things like there's space for it and there's and there's love Mm
1: i you before we started recording, the last sit I had with Aya was ferocious. Yeah, I went to places in my lineage dealing mm-hmm. with being a, a Haitian descendant and experiencing what that was like for my father and my grandfather and all of the French Revolution. The whole thing was like visceral.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I actually experienced being a slave in America as a black man. And what that was like in the cotton fields being treated the way they were treated. So it was like generational trauma that for whatever reason mm-hmm. was on my altar to deal with, to feel like I never felt before. Like I watched all the movies, 12 years a slave Django, you know, none of it was mm-hmm. even remotely comparable to this feeling. So as I'm hearing you Describe yours. I am just so glad one of us got a sweet one recently. <laughs> and, yes. you know, what's interesting is what you said earlier, I think is really true for I uh, more than any other that I've experienced is that it doesn't give you what you want. It gives mm-hmm. you what you need. And those things are oftentimes very incongruent in the mind, you know, how it grasps for the thing that we want, the, the intention going in, and then there's what we get.
0: Totally, and I'll just name that. You know, I I have had the experience of being lynched as a black man wow.
1: in ceremony. Wow. I,
0: I have been murdered multiple times as as a Jew in in World War II. Wow! Uh, and I have been able to like see the sacredness of life there then, mm. and love it. And this medicine is is so like sensational. It's mm. so visceral. Mm. So the body. Yep. It is uncomfortable. Like I mentioned that pleasure is uncomfortable. Like pain, of course, is uncomfortable. And and kind of the only thing worse than the pain is like avoiding the pain.
1: Mm, mm, mm. Well, so I want to dive into that because I think some people listening have heard about Aya and how mm-hmm. difficult it is. And mm-hmm. for someone who has not experienced the upside of that, they're sitting mm-hmm. there listening to this wondering, why the hell would I do that?
0: What this medicine fundamentally has given me is connection to my own life force and to source. This is how I pray. And and, and in these like deep, deep, deep dates with God, I, I take forward into my lived life experience th- that very visceral kind of aliveness and it fertilizes the 3D.
1: Mm.
0: Mm. Color is more colorful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Motion is more emotional, right? We are living in a culture that is so deeply disintegrated and so deeply diseased and so profoundly like disconnected from a life. Mm-hmm. Wake up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we need more than is available in, in therapy. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you can get some like fierce therapists, and I and I have one, and you know, I I like to think that I do good work out there, right? And and we need each other, but the plants can rattle us into levels of experience and aliveness like nothing i have ever known.
1: Yeah. That's and what I,
0: I, was, but... I was thinking could do one one of my journeys and ceremonies i was like had my hands in the soil and i was like feeling in, into the earth and i thought like when did we collectively stop respecting gardeners farmers mm. and people that know the land and the cycles yeah. like when did we make god's bankers
1: yeah that's a really good question. the uh, o- over industrialization of our culture is something I think about a lot. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. So okay, so I just want to land a plane for your sake because this is yeah. like for all intents and purposes part of your integration for sure and i and I just love that we're we're holding space for that because you. you know, you're someone I care about deeply, and you know we we've been talking about your journey, and I love that you're getting that from this particular ceremony that that level of receptivity that you deserve mm-hmm. and that that it sounds like it basically gave you a very visceral experience of receiving that which mm-hmm. you deserve it almost like prepared you what i'm hearing you say is it's like preparing your system to be able yes. to actually be at that level of receptivity for the king that is hovering and oh. and descending upon you any minute now and so it's like, and short of having this experience, it sounds like on some level, it, it was like an unprecedented level of receptivity. I just want to make sure I'm hearing yeah. you correctly.
0: So you're you're hearing unprecedented, me right.
1: Unprecedented level of like, woof, wow. Yeah. Yes, life. I'm here for it. I'm gonna shed whatever self-loathing is still in there so that I can fully receive and be ready for that guy. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. And that and that's a pretty sweet takeaway.
0: It is like I have learned through, through particularly this medicine, like this medicine being on a level entirely separate from the others, love, Mm. self-love and love. Mm. And in this particular experience as, as a facilitator too, I I was dancing back and forth between my own experience and tending to the group. And I, in the past, like wasn't able to really like sit up the whole night. Mm. And now I'm like no, 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 upright t- front of my mat, like front row. I, I'm I'm sitting in the front seat of my car, and 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 I'm, I'm here. And and I was also very aware of like the others. I I was very much more um, part of the ceremony, but it's an active part. Like I sang every night. Mm. Uh, Ayahuasca has asked me to open my instrument, and and so I do. And, and, I, and I sing loud and proud and from this earth body and I dance and, and I let the maraca maraca me and I let this beautiful fan that was a, a gift to me like fan mean. learning from the instruments mm. and, and there's a way in which you know you ask like why would somebody do this and part of it is, is again to like access your own life force and source but also to see it absolutely everywhere around you and to be in the deepest level of awe and reverence for the life that's in front of you as a psychedelic assisted therapist as someone that's trained in the system you know i'm tired of diagnosing fish in toxic water
1: Hmm.
0: like the fish are appropriately struggling
1: Hmm.
0: and so so we have a water problem and and when a fish kind of gets what the fish needs to be well even in these crazy waters like the, the the fish become cleaning agents Oh. And, and and their and their healing contributes to to the collective. It's a type of philanthropy, and and so it's just profound. Uh, it's a spiritual exercise. It, it's it's incredible. I don't think ayahuasca is for everybody. I don't. Uh, I also am aware that you know tribes have been working with with the, this combination of plants for you know well over a thousand years.
1: And that's why I love how you approach being the advocate that you are, being the voice that you are around this, because I'm always amazed at the comprehensiveness and the compassion that you communicate all this stuff with.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It's it's in the question, like, what's the thing you can't not do? Mm. It feels like it to me. It worked for me, right? Mm-hmm. And so it- It worked so well for me. I'm like, yeah, I want, I want, I want to share about it in a good way, right? You know, with ayahuasca. I remember after my first experiences, I was really eager for one of my best friends to to join, and and I kept telling him and inviting him, and he said, "Listen, I I get that you want me to go. You're calling me, but she's not calling me." And I got it, Mm. right? These experiences need to be chosen by the individuals who have them.
1: Yeah, yeah. But
0: for me, it's just like, how could I not?
1: Yep. Yeah, it was a tipping point in your transformation, and it's like all of a sudden you're introduced to a new and different tool that was not introduced in school, and it's rendering incredibly transformational results.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I was painfully good as a kid. I was very serious. I I, I didn't think life was fun, and you know, unlikely drug girl didn't party in high school or college. Was like too busy being skinny and good, and you know, when I finally came through these doors, my, you know, my brother invited me to my first ceremony and it was literally biblical. And my, my journeys often are, but I I just started to learn what it is to be alive. And this particular medicine of ayahuasca has been my greatest teacher of life. And I bow my head. I wow. bow my head. like this whole thing is precious. And I am teaching like for life, for, you know, education for families for healing, for health, for happiness, like ayahuasca has taught me play, has resuscitated imagination for me, and and sass and dream, and has allowed for me to experience, like really experience, I mean, even orgasms that like, you know, I, I, my human self has struggled with, like, I, I'm like, okay, I have very real reference points now for everything that I want. And as well, the the capacity and the invitation to loosen my grip. So let's enjoy the ride. Mm. And I like the word work, but spelled with an E because let's have like, uh, let's be sassy. Let's like be playful. (laughs) Let's have fun. Like work. Like life hired you, work.
1: What are your biggest gripes about the space? Mm.
0: Intimacy isn't scalable. I don't want to commercialize or capitalize on this kind of work. I see a lot of people with good intentions that don't understand their impact, that don't really know what they're doing either.
1: Mm.
0: I want to liberate all psychoactive substances, all of them. People engage in psychoactive substances for connection or departure. And for those that are leaving, blessings on on your goodbye. And, And I wish for you better resourcing. I also have compassion and curiosity and any bit of judgment that I carry. And sometimes I do like, I got to check myself and I, I just want for people to have good information and education. I want, I want people to have good support. Uh, I don't want to replicate cultural problems within the space. And, and, and I see that that's happening and it's just part and parcel for the course. Like this is, this is you know, we're going to make a mess and that's how we learn. And, and I just want to do my best as an advocate to 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 educate so that people have more information around how to be safe and how to really work with what's being potentiated vis-a-vis these experiences so that they can move forward, right? like 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 north. Uh-huh. And what I have come to understand through you know close to fifteen years as a clinician is that love works. Yeah, and that right relationship works. Yeah, and that, like asking the right questions works, and creating safety works, and and I feel, you know, humble, humble. Like I, I'm working in the space of consciousness. I know but little, and and I know that I have liberated the life inside of me. You know, and there and there's certain kind of ways to navigate the the space of existence, which is just amplified mm-hmm. with the medicine that I believe are useful for life. Right. You know, everything is always changing. Like it's not going to, if you're irritated, you're not going to be irritated forever. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're uncomfortable, uncom- discomfort is confusing. We don't like it. Like mm-hmm. stand up and breathe.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and those, there are those basic tools that can help us navigate the day to day. And then there's the big guns like ayahuasca. So I'm glad that we can talk about your experience and, and really feel you processing your experience, because I think that's actually sometimes the most helpful thing for someone listening to really get is your mm-hmm. actual experience with it. And it sounds like it's been so profound. And I'm so glad we got you just days after the experience. And so
0: what? I'll the- chime in with one more thing too, from the yeah. third night, which was, I felt like I was in the academy. I, I was with with the mathematicians and the physicists and 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 the mystics and a blackboard and equations and in deep, 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 like committed study around the divine. Mm. And and with the awareness that the relationship with God, while challenging, is the most satisfying one that exists. Mm. And that that there is very much something that loves you so much and wants so much for you to let life live mm-hmm. through you. And, and, and I saw my brother with my beautiful four-year-old niece, and I saw him saying to her, like, use your words, use your words, sweetheart. and and let's close the delta, right? Like most of communication is nonverbal, 93 percent, but that seven percent we humans have, like use your words. What is unexpressed, creates disease and dis-ease. Let's close the delta and say what we need to say because our boundaries and our expression is what allows for people to be in right relationship. Mm. And I want that for us all. Like I want us to be in right relations with the planet, with ourselves, with our loved ones. And it's, it's hard, right? Like easy conversations, hard life, hard conversations, easy life. Like mm. use your words. And then be in, in, in the practice and the inquiry and the study of what it is, whatever it is that you love, like do the thing that you can't not do. And I saw myself in the seeing of everyone's gifts. And I'm a fangirl. Like I want to fan your flames because that is the medicine that the planet needs. And it needs it from all of us. So I'm just going to do my part. And like, my part also means handing, offering my hand to you, come, come. Let's live.
1: I got goosebumps several times during that conversation with Lauren. What an awesome soul. And I highly recommend you check her out at lauren.taus on Instagram and check out her work at embodiedlife.com. And if you're new to the podcast, please do leave a review with your thoughts because that helps more people get this love that we're beaming out of here. And that's it for now. So thank you for tuning in. Until next time, journey well, my friends.